0: Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. Welcome in What's the Spread? Brad, it is our pleasure today to introduce our first football preview of the summer. Today we're going to be talking about the ACC.
1: Miles, I'm so excited. Summer of football is here and I've been waiting so long to talk about football. I mean, we've covered football for our entire podcast life. And, you know, during the offseason, it is kind of sad. But have no fear, football is near.
0: So we have some odds here uh, to win the conference. We are going to discuss the favorites to win the conference. Or how about the favorite to win the conference? (laughs) I think we all know who we're looking at.
1: That was pretty simple. Uh,
0: Still a lot to dissect here. But let's go ahead and start with the defending national champions.
1: Miles, I think this is going to be a landslide victory. Last year, they were projected to win 11 games. Um, this year, they are projected to win 11 and a half games. And that half game, I think, is the to- the toss-up between uh, going to Syracuse and then I, I think the-, the last one was uh, at South Carolina, which I don't think is going to have any problem.
0: Heavy favorites here to win the conference at minus 265. You know what's scary to me about Clemson this year is that People are are almost forgetting, with all the hype behind Trevor Lawrence, that Trevor didn't even start the season last year. I mean, it was Kelly Bryant. So, you're coming out hot with one of the best offenses in the country, and you're coming in with experience now. Yes, and and, and confidence. And confidence, and you know there's no controversy.
1: Not at all. And what's crazy is, he the man threw for 30 touchdowns and four interceptions, didn't play the entire season, and still racked up over, what, 3,200 yards? But on top of that, they have the luxury of what most teams don't. And that is a brilliant running back in Travis Etienne. I think that this year they will be the most explosive Clemson offense we've ever seen. And one thing that I'm afraid of, I think one thing that could happen is they could get into the, uh, what are we going to call it, the Bama effect. What happened to Bama last year is they were steamrolling teams so Bad. The second they faced any adversity, it kind of got a little shaky, a little dicey because they were just so used to just steamrolling teams. I just hope Clemson doesn't get comfortable in this conference because, I mean, once they get out of the gates, except for that last game at, uh, at South Carolina, it's going to be smooth sailing.
0: Their two toughest games are pretty much right out of the gate in September, right? So they get Texas A&M at home Yep, early on. And then probably their biggest game of the year in the ACC, the biggest game of the year in the ACC, is going to be Clemson at Syracuse. Yeah. Or at least it looks that way. Now, if they can get past those games, at that point, it's just, can they keep their focus? Absolutely. Down the stretch. Because their crossover games are nothing. I mean, they play North Carolina and Georgia Tech, so they miss Virginia Tech, Miami, and Virginia on the crossover games. I think they have the, uh, the
1: easiest conference schedule, like, at um, any conference, any conference opponents. Um, and I think the second team is Alabama, who has the easiest conference schedule for their conference Like when they do the overall matchups. It's insane how how they have this schedule built out too because I was doing a lot of reading and, and I saw a lot of teams saying that if there were to be a second place, it'd be Florida State. Do you do you really believe that Florida State would be the runner up? Okay,
0: let's talk about Florida State for a second. Yes, uh, because I want to get your thoughts on this team coming off a of five and seven season, yep. disappointing first year under Taggart. Yeah, uh, seem to still FSU fans seem to still have a lot of expectations going into year two, but at the same time, is it warranted? I mean, I don't think so.
1: One of the biggest problems for FSU last year was their, their inability to, to protect the quarterback, inability to run the ball effectively because of that offensive line. And, and honestly, I was looking at, I think Florida State had a total, and I don't want to misquote here, was it four, four star, zero, one star recruits coming in? So they're not rebuilding and reloading with, with blue chip players. So this is going to take some time. FSU fans got to quell their expectations because Tagger is not, a saving grace. He's not a magic worker where in two seasons, poof, going to be this magical team that's competing for championships. When you are recruiting three-star recruits, it takes time. It takes a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication to make sure your team believes that they can be successful.
0: Florida State tied with Syracuse for the third best odds to win the conference at plus 1,600. Defense allowed 31.5 points per game last year. They have one of the toughest schedules, not just in the ACC, but their non-conference schedule is no joke. They have games against Florida and Boise State, crossover games in the ACC against Virginia and Miami. They're not catching any breaks here. You lose to Clemson fifty-nine to ten last year, fifty-nine to ten, Brad. And you're going to sit there. Anybody's going to sit there and tell me that that was a a home game issue. That was a home game to tell you that. I mean, that is that should tell you where your program is at. Because it takes more than one year to recover from a loss like that.
1: I think if Florida State wins seven games, that'll be a win for their program.
0: Get back to a bowl game.
1: Yes, let's start small.
0: Right, like
1: it's it's the die hard mentality. Like FSU, they have a great fandom, and that's all it is. There's nothing on the field that makes you think that this team can compete for a championship,
0: especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, that's really what sold it for me. You're you're, you're giving up 32 points per game and and I get it, a, a, a lot of good players develops. they had some injuries last year, but it's going to be tough to come back from five wins. So, start small, get back to a bowl game, but that's the problem with this division, right? That's the problem with this Atlantic division. First of all, I'm confused that they have Florida State and Syracuse with the same odds yeah. to win the conference because I think Syracuse is a much more complete team oh, yeah. than FSU.
1: I think it's just what the loss of Dungy, that might be the only thing that help, hurt, is hurting them. But but even if you think about it, in the, the fact that Dungy didn't get drafted shows you that Dungy was just a role player. He was just a puzzle piece in the grand scheme of things.
0: Well, he was a great uh, quarterback to get the program started. Yes. I mean, really, to, to start – I mean, they had a 10-win season last year. Yep. Uh, Tommy DeVito seems to have a lot of talent. Yep. So that's a positive coming in. Their crossover games are weak against Pitt and Duke. With these odds as a betting man and you're the same way. We're looking yeah. at schedules. We're we're looking to see who's who's getting the breaks and who's not. You know, at this point, yeah. Does Syracuse have a good chance to get to the title game? Well, they got to go through Clemson. Yeah, so right? honestly,
1: Anybody from the Atlantic, I, I, if I were to put money in, and you're, there's no way in hell I'm putting money at minus 265, I'm just not paying that juice. unless you. If you guys really want to drop the juice on it, but I'm just not a heavy juice guy. I like to gamble, like to make my money worth it, especially when picking conference winners, because Trevor Lawrence goes down and Clemson stands zero chance. I'm not going to pick a team from the
0: Atlantic. And even if Trevor Lawrence goes down, I mean, they have enough talent in ETN to just carry the offense. So. And
1: probably the Arguably the best receiving core in the country um, with T. Higgins, uh, Justin Ross, and don't forget Amari Rodgers, he won't be playing until people are going to be like, oh yeah, they're okay. Wait till Amari, Amari Rodgers comes back from his knee injury. He is dynamite slot receiver, built like a running back. Uh, he reminds me of, oh man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but uh, the guy from uh, South South Florida, the bowling ball, when they put him out wide, he plays slot because he's... Guys who have great hands, who are built like running backs, and you can get them out in space—it's unfair. And this receiving core is just going to—it's just going to make Trevor Lawrence's job that much easier.
0: I've seen Justin Ross on uh, Heisman hopefuls. I mean, yeah, Justin Ross, ETN, Trevor Lawrence—these guys are all on Heisman watch lists. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. So let's go ahead and round out the division here. We've got NC State uh, at plus two thousand. Too much turnover on offense. Yeah, not for touching me. that at all. Uh, not just the loss of finley but really their entire offense and most of their offensive line they're really going to have to uh, rely on that defense there. Uh, you got Boston College uh, with AJ Dillon coming back but plus 2800 seems out of reach. They're
1: so one dimensional. Every single game you watch if AJ Dillon didn't bust out for 140 yards they were non-competitive. In the games he did the games he did they would still they would still score 14 21 points and if you want to compete with Clemson you're going to have to put some serious numbers up.
0: Louisville starting a new era with Scott Satterfield there from Appalachian State. Great coach, great hire. Uh, They won zero games in the ACC last year, so expect maybe one or two.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be a two-win team this season overall.
0: And then you got Wake Forest uh, down there at plus 10,000. Three consecutive winning seasons. Pretty impressive, but no chance this year. All right, let's go ahead and move over to the Coastal. Miss this, this was a tough one for yeah, me. Yeah, very. I uh, really want to dig in here with you um, and and get your opinion because the way that I look at it, and last year, uh you and I, I remember both agreed that it was Miami or Virginia Tech. Yep. And then look what happened. Pittsburgh ends up winning the division. Yep. It's arguably just as wide open this year. Probably even more wide open. A lot more talented as well. But you know,
1: I I see I see Miami here at plus eight hundred. I don't their odds are what, three to one to win the coastal. It is so, it is so difficult to win to win your your division with a new head coach and probably a new a uh, new quarterback as well. I, I'm not too high on Perry. I don't think they're going to be too high on Perry, especially after last season. So I, but then I think about it again. Okay, what's well, a team that is going to have the same quarterback or the same coach in this division? And I can't find one. Maybe Virginia with um with Ryan Willis. I mean Virginia Tech. I can't think of one that's going to have both a new coach and a returning QB.
0: Well, here's the thing, right? So Miami, right? Heavy favorites to win the Coastal. Yeah. Okay? So we got Manny Diaz coming in. Yep. He's done great work with the Hurricanes. All right? Especially on the defensive side of the ball. He He's had them at the top of the, of, of, of the uh, defense statistical categories every single year. Yep. Now the question becomes, can they fix the quarterback position? Because for Miami, I feel like that's what it comes down to. Absolutely. And I'll be honest with you, Brad. I'm high on Virginia. Miami. And Virginia Tech, if if you want to call it that, with, yeah. within the, the division. But the more I look at Miami, and the more I look at what Diaz is doing in his first year, for me, it comes down to my boy Tate Martell. How does he pan out? How does he pan out? He's he's not in the lead right now. To I nope. mean, it, it, there is not a clear front runner for nope. the quarterback position. But this kid has the most talent of anybody in that quarterback room. It, it's so crazy how
1: much they're reliant on the quarterback position. That honestly, if they don't have good quarterback play. Where there's been games when Perry's done four picks in, in three quarters where it's against teams where they should have been competitive the entire game and it just takes them out of it. it it's going to be a rough road in, unless they find that 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 diamond in the rough.
0: Got to get better. And I'll tell you this. It won't happen in the beginning of the year. No. I think Miami will be one of those teams that starts out of the gate slow. Yeah. Uh, I think they get dominated by Florida's defense. Oh. in, in Opening in, game. In the that is going to... Ugh. But I think as the season goes on, I think they're really going to start to find their footing... They got key home games against Virginia and Virginia Tech, both at Hard Rock Stadium in October. That's the difference for me. Last year, VTech had Miami at home. They got derailed by injuries. Uh, Before we go any further, another interesting note about the Coastal Division that I thought was interesting. Miami, Virginia, and Virginia Tech, all three of them do not play Clemson or Syracuse. So you want to talk about a wide Wide open open division. All three of those teams are missing two of the best teams in the ACC. And you know, and I was like looking at Joker money. It uh, was like fifteen to one or
1: seven to two, something like that for uh, Pitt. But Pitt has, even has a tough schedule. This is what do you think about North Carolina? They have a terrible team, but Mac Brown coming in. There's just too many question marks. Where I think, I think I'm just gonna have to go Virginia Tech. And that's just money wise. I don't, I don't believe in. I think they have the best quarterback. Yeah, the, I can arguably say they have the best quarterback in this division.
0: Well, uh, at plus 2,000, pretty good value there. Uh, personally, I think that Bryce Perkins of Virginia, best quarterback in the division. I think he's going to prove it this year. He needs to come into his own. Virginia's, I, I think Virginia's quietly building something special over there with Bronco Mendenhall, and they have a lot of stability. They were going to win the division last year before they lost a couple of really close games there down the stretch, kind of went out of their grasp there. But I think that that's where the value is, Virginia and Virginia Tech. Yes,
1: well, definitely not Miami. I, I just think Miami's just too reliant on the quarterback position. So that is fair to say, Miles, this this might be the dumbest question I've ever asked you. Please. Who wins the conference? <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait, right. what,
1: wait, what's your title game first?
0: Okay, so out of the, uh, let's see here, Atlantic, all right, I have Clemson winning the division. Same. But I have Syracuse having another really good season. I do, too. Uh, I've got Syracuse winning nine games this year. Yeah, I have them eight uh, and a half, nine. That's about, yeah, that's fair. I think it's fair to say. I think Syracuse gives Clemson a hell of a game in the Carrier Dome. You know what happened last time they played in
1: the Carrier Dome? Yeah, they yeah. upset them.
0: Right. They, they caught them by surprise. Yep. Uh, I think that's going to be a close game just because I think that uh, the home field advantage will be good. I think Syracuse will be up to play that game. They have enough talent to, to hang with them. But Clemson wins that game, ultimately, in the end. Uh, Out of the coastal, I like Miami. I do. The more and more that I read about the Hurricanes, the more I believe in their defense. And if they can just get a little bit of consistency out of the quarterback position, I think that they have enough talent to overcome Virginia and Virginia Tech because they play both of those teams at home.
1: Absolutely. I I agree there. Um, But I'm actually just going to go with Virginia Tech here. I I really do think Ryan Willis will get it together. But even though he's not the clear-cut starter, I mean – what he play in 10 games last season? 10 games, 24 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 4 rushing touchdowns. If he becomes a starter, another year of confidence. I'm going to go with Virginia Tech, but I still have Clemson winning in a landslide in the ACC title game.
0: Yeah, Tech hasn't uh, lost to Virginia since, I think, 2003. They go at Virginia this year, uh, at Miami. I think that whoever plays Clemson in the title game is due to get whacked. I mean, they were 28-point favorites. Yeah. against Pittsburgh in the title game last year, and they covered that spread pretty easily. easily. Uh, there really was no contest. I've got a Okay, Miami will give Clemson a better game than the 38-3 SmackDown from a couple years ago yeah. in this title game, but I think uh, Clemson is still winning. Whoever they play in the title game, they're still winning that game by three scores.
1: Yes, absolutely. Because
0: well, I think there's that much discrepancy right now between these two divisions.
1: And regardless of Clemson losing seven starters on defense... They reloaded at every defensive position except uh linebacker I believe linebacker because they lost two key linebackers and a key backup um at the at the linebacker position but everywhere else they reloaded. I think that um the gap is so far that no one can catch up and I'm looking I'm thinking running through my mental bank of all conferences this is probably the largest gap out of all conferences hands down. Easily. Yeah. And, like, I was looking at the recruiting today, and it was like, Clemson, three, five stars. Ten or twelve, four stars. When the other teams are don't even have four, four stars. It's crazy.
0: God. A couple of the notes about a couple of teams we didn't touch on, just that I wanted to point out. Georgia Tech, uh, completely changing their scheme this yes, year. Yes, it's going to be exciting really to watch. Yeah, so that's going to be different. Uh, moving out of that triple option, it's going to take a couple years for that to develop. Uh, uh,
1: Georgia Tech fans are be really happy to go to those games now.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, I think they now think they have some stability. Yeah. Uh, and th- that they might actually be able to build a winning program there. Because they've got good facilities. Yeah. They have Good great fans, great yeah. stadium, uh, good school. So, hey, watch out for Tech there. Uh, and we were talking about Pittsburgh earlier. Yeah, they are the defending coastal champions, but they're losing four starters from the offensive line in both of their 1,000-yard rushers. And what, what's the problem about that is the two
1: reasons why they are why they were rushing so well is gone. You need good blocking, and good running.
0: Right. Exactly. And that's their scheme. And they put together a really good season. They did. They,
1: they, and they looked oh, piss poor at the beginning, but they have tough games this season. I know they play at UCF as well, too.
0: The ACC Coastal is very similar uh, to the Big Ten West in that it's wide open and that yeah. there's not one program, not team, but I'm just talking long term here. Yeah, there's not one program who has really established themselves uh, within this division. But it does make for some really exciting college football, and it also makes for programs like Virginia, yeah. to make some noise um, over the past couple years. What
1: are your thoughts? I need to get your thoughts because this I, we didn't have a chance to talk about this on air. What are your thoughts about UNC hiring Mac Brown?
0: Yeah, I, I I thought it was an odd hire. It seems to me right? like it's a little too late. Yeah, yeah. I, it seems to be a situation where Mac Brown is just gonna try to get their program uh, jump-started a little bit. Yeah, like be the, uh, the, the
1: baton passer, it, it, Right, like.
0: Uh, you know, groom someone to c- come in and take UNC the reins. UNC fans are acting like they just had a home run higher, right. and I'm like right. uh, and, and, scratching my head. And honestly, I mean, if you're a program like North Carolina, though, yeah. right, then – I guess I can see why they would be excited because it's not like you're going to get like a Lincoln worse. Riley or uh, a Ryan Day. <laughs> so well, but, but I, was just, I was just saying like there's these programs right who who hire like the next big yes, coaches absolutely. right? Like North Carolina is never really going to get that hire. Um, it, it's similar to Kansas, yeah. right? With less miles. I mean, you, you've got you've got hires like that up uh, Arizona State with Herm Edwards. Yeah. It's then fun for them to get hires. a big name, yeah. right? But I mean, there's a lot of work to do
1: there. A lot of work to do. That was fun. Where's our hat? Where is our hat, Miles? You're just gonna pick the pick the next game, the next conference.
0: Okay. How about um? Let's go to the NFL. Okay. Do the first one that comes to mind. We're gonna do the NFC South.
1: NFC South, first yeah. one. Okay.
0: Why not? That'd be great.
1: Let's do NFC South.
0: All right. So we'll uh, man. So that's all she wrote for the ACC. Any uh, any any last thoughts?
1: Bold prediction. If I were to give one bold prediction out of this conference. There are none. Clemson goes undefeated in conference and during the season. And I think I think that the only time they they could stumble, and I understand the Syracuse like out of conference has got to be South Carolina because they're at they're at South Carolina. Uh, Jake Bentley's last season, but they're going to go undefeated. This is stupid, Clemson. You suck. I hate you.
0: My bold prediction is that Virginia wins ten games this year.
1: That's fair. Well, they win like nine that last coastal. year. Eight, eight. That's fair. Getting there. Guys, thank you so much to listen to What's the Spread. Be sure to download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or however you get your podcast. The more downloads means the more people get to hear us. So we enjoy you guys being great fans. If you guys hate our picks, love our picks, let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. See you guys later.